I've been looking forward to saying this all week. The Olympics are coming. That's right, there actually might be a Games this summer and this Friday feels like a very real step towards that with British Marathon and race walking trials taking place at Kew Gardens. With a guest lineup, which sounds an awful lot like an Australian chocolate bar, Tim, Tom and Tom, here is a little backstroke preview. I'm Claire. I'm Jodie. And I'm Bayo. And a very warm welcome along to Race Director, I believe that's your technical title, Tom Bedford, and Tim Hutchings. How are you both? Very good. Very good. Thanks for having us on. Uh, I'm in lockdown. I just got out of bed, so I've got my glasses on and I've got no trousers on under here. So um, brace yourselves, folks. Um, no, it's not, things aren't that bad, but um, hey, lockdown. <laughs> Which of us is, is behaving normally? I think if we did a straw poll of participants for who's actually got trousers on, I think the, <laughs> the majority would probably be on your side, Tim. So don't you worry. I won't make you all stand up. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> this is Paula Radcliffe and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. Tom, you've achieved something really special here in managing to get the trials off the ground, particularly in the midst of a full-on lockdown. We saw little smatterings of events last year, but for 2021, this feels like the first British soil-based major event. What's it been like? How's it been? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's just like everyone else in their normal work way, you know, you know work life. Um, everyone's just sort of waiting for the next update and everything else. So we, when Boris was giving his speech, um, uh, you know, 15 people at British Athletics and myself were, were listening, waiting for the stages and understanding it because um, it completely changes risk assessments. It completely changes logistics. Um, I mean, since coming back from the indoors, the event has changed again from a COVID point of view where everyone, even plus ones and our marshals, our volunteers standing up on the day, all need to be COVID tested now. So, um, So there's been a sort of, as we've been going through it, um, it, it's certainly not the event that I had in my eyes, in my mind um, in, in November when we first knew about it. I was still hope, privately hoping that we could have a beer tent like uh, the night of 10,000s mm-hmm. that Ben Pochi does um, <laughs> around there. Um, and um, yeah, and, and we can't even, um, we just won't have anything like that as well. We've sort of gone um, the extreme thing, which backs up why Kew Gardens was selected as a venue in the first place. Um, and um, and yeah, no, we're, we're there. The event's ready now. Um, we've got, um, we put on an event last September for 3,950 people, which was the biggest event in uh, the UK then. So we sort of had, we've been prepared for the COVID side. We've already had a dress, rehears- dress rehearsal. Um, so yeah, we're just waiting for the runners now. Can I just say, if there had been a beer tent, we would have been there at six a.m. So it's probably it's probably best for me that you know um, and that there wasn't a beer tent because um, I, I, would, I would have done all my communications from there um, with cheering going on in the background. Being a massive Norse who works in TV, I'm fascinated by how you're planning to film it. I know it is twelve. 13 laps for the marathon and 12 laps for the walk. But even so, there's got a lot of cameras involved. And I can't imagine you've got the biggest budget for this. If you had to get quite creative with the live stream. Yeah, no, it's um, it's, it's certainly been um, um, challenging from that point of view. But, you know, we've certainly had to be resourceful. But thanks to Muller and British Athletics, um, you know, we have had a budget and we are able to live stream it. And, um, and we've just had news that the BBC Sport and website and the iPlayer will actually be um, um, showing it on race day from uh, just the marathons that is from 7.50 in the morning. So, um, so yeah, so it, we're going to be rewarded with that. Um, we've got two 
two electric bikes, um, a ground camera and a drone. So um, not, not the biggest Hollywood um, production mm-hmm. in the world, but um, it's, um, it, we're so happy to have that. Yeah, and I've just got to say, from a, from a fan perspective, obviously we've not really had the chance to think about the Olympics even because we've not even been sure it's going to be on. So to actually have a proper trials and the fact that it's been on TV at all and not just on TV, it's going to, not TV, but it's going to be on the um, British Athletics website as well. Is that right? And um, just the fact that you're going to be able to show us anything and really kind of get us excited about the Olympics and have our first actual selections by by Friday, we will know for sure um, a full team, um, hopefully, if people have the qualifying for the Olympics. So it really is just the whole the whole event is super exciting for us. Tim, you're going to get things right and we tend to get things wrong on this podcast. So can you please be a I'll voice of insight oh no please do we need someone to know what they're talking about what do you make of the course i understand that there's been real consideration into how this thing is logistically happening well tom knows the course much better than me of course so you could be asking the wrong person i mean i think he's been around the whole thing with a toothbrush cleaning it up um (laughs) uh, including um saying hello to his friend the badger halfway around uh but no i mean the course you know i went around a couple of weeks ago with tom and his dad dave and uh it is it is what it says in the tin. It's flat. It's 10, 12, 15 feet wide, variously in different places. Um, it's got a probably one, maybe two corners, which you'd say not perfect. But, you know, in a, in a, a loop of 3,300 metres, that's that's nothing. And it's really not going to um, going to impinge people very much. You know, Chicago Marathon's a world record course. I think it's got 41 corners on it. You know, so people start saying, well, there's 12 laps and there's a couple of corners on each lap. Okay, so there's 20 or 25 corners to to negotiate. Big deal. The the actual running between them is the fast flat running between them is massive. And, you know, I I think you can always equate it to steeplechase. You know, people go on and on about steeplechase hurdling technique. Well, actually, 99% of a steeplechase, you're just bombing along between the barriers. Just get over the bloody barrier and keep running hard for the next one. You know, it's. I think the East Africans have shown us that the steeplechase hurdling technique doesn't really matter very much and most of them have bloody appalling hurdling technique um but they're great runners and that's where that what really matters and i think people who use a couple of little corners on this circuit on friday as an excuse for a blow par performance are clutching at straws um so just talking about the performances and is the olympic trials obviously can we just clarify for people who are listening what we need to look out for what are the olympic qualifyings and how are people going to qualify to go to the Olympics? Uh, as I understand it, the well, crikey, that's that's a, not a complicated question. The, the qualifying standards, I think, are two eleven thirty for guys and two twenty nine thirty for women. Um, that's basically it. There's some people who have already got the qualifying standard who are sitting it out for various reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I think, actually, in fairness. In, in just about every case, it's for in, because of injury or, or illness. Um, some people are running who've got the qualifying standard uh, and therefore will want to finish in the first two, irrespective of time. Um, what would be interesting is if, say, Ben Connor, uh, yeah. British number one last year, I think, uh, runs and gets under the qualifying standard but comes fourth. Mm. Then there's a selection to be done. You know, it's not a black and white thing. And this is why a lot of people are envious of the American system, which you have to say works for them because they've got such strength and depth in most track and field disciplines and road running. They can afford to leave out number four and five in the trials who might actually be world number one, or world yeah. number four, because they've got such amazing strength and depth. We don't have that luxury. So we do have to do some selecting. 
it's great that Callum Hawkins has been pre-selected in the men's marathon. Um, and there's two spaces up for grabs. Uh, and I actually think people have been saying that the women's race is stronger in depth. It's, it's got six or eight girls, who ladies, who could go around really fast and get well under 229.30. I actually think the men's race is, is pretty good in depth too. And I think the men's race will see four or five guys, if they go for it, actually going going under under the qualifying standard. Um you know, it would be disingenuous to say that the shoes are not making a difference. What was 214 is now 211. Um, what was 234 is now 230, blah, blah, blah. You know, you laugh, but actually, I've just a few minutes ago um, watched a really good little clip from Dowie Griffiths where he just goes, yeah, look, you know, who's everybody trying to kid? These shoes are making a big difference to, to performances. Um, it's not a problem. I don't have a problem with people running fast in the shoes. So as long as we put them in perspective and in the right context, then we just get on with life. Um, yeah. So we should see a fast men's race and a fast women's race as long as the weather behaves itself and, and, and people go for it. They've got to leave it out there. So just talking on the men's side, Mo Farrow is the fastest, but he won't be competing in the marathon. As you said, Callum Hawkins has been pre-selected. Um, Johnny Meller is the next fastest. He has the qualifying time, but won't be there on Friday. Because of gout. What? It is the uh, most extraordinary story. What heaven the eighth nonsense is this? Have you guys not <laughs> followed this story? When did you get back from Mars? I mean, this has been, this has been big. He's and let himself go over lockdown and he's been consisting yeah, he's been on red beers, wine and red meat. He, and he's he got got injured his ankle, didn't he? He injured his ankle and he's it developed gout, which is crystals in the joints. Yeah. Usually it's in the toes. I've, my ex-brother-in-law used to have it. He's only... 55 or something, but he had it years ago. He said it's about the most painful thing he's ever experienced. He couldn't have a, a single bed sheet resting on his foot in bed at night. It's, I think it's the male equivalent of childbirth. Of course, I wouldn't know. I haven't got either. <laughs> I haven't given birth wow. yet. I haven't got gout. But okay, so maybe he we need slept to... in a compression sock, Jody, and it slipped in the night. The compression device, and it's caused a buildup of these crystals. And yeah, it's debilitating. He's completely out of action whilst he lets that all clear up. Wow, that's a, that, I didn't know anything about that, so that's, that's pretty interesting. So after those four who have the qualifying, um, there are some, like Dewey Griffiths, he's run faster than that before, as has Chris Thompson, um, Ben, ben Connell we've, we've spoken about, um, Matt Klaus maybe. Um, who should we look out for on the men's side? Josh Griffiths, he's on 2.13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only 27. Um, it's funny, actually, the strength of the Welsh and the Scottish runners in the trials in both men's and women's races mm. is unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's almost like a British Isles Commonwealth Championship. Um, and, 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 and Josh, I mean, he ran three really strong half marathons last year. Um, now, I know that, you know, a lot of people say, well, half marathon is more akin to 10,000 metres. That's its cousin rather than going upwards towards the marathon. But actually, if you can be consistent at half marathon and you put in the strength work, you have almost certainly got a great marathon in your legs. So... Uh, it's it's very hard to know where to put your money. You know, it depends on on the day. So much depends on the day and who performs well. Well, we have also ticking that debutant box and the Welsh box, Charlotte Arter in the women's side. I think it is fascinating that athletes are choosing, perhaps because it's so early on in the year and there's so much time to recover and adapt to track trials. But there are a couple of athletes having a go at their very first marathon. In your experience, how does that tend to go, a first marathon? Well... People used to say, oh, your first marathon, it's so important to finish it and to make it a positive experience. And I think those old adages do still apply. But, you know, there have been plenty of big names over the years who have struggled a bit in their first marathon. Um, 
Hendrik Ramallah, for example, if I go back to a long time ago before many people listening to this will, will remember him. It was a South African guy who was a regular sub 60 minute half marathon runner. He was an incredible runner. And he ran New York um, and eventually got it right. But I think it was about his fifth or sixth marathon. And he just didn't take to it. He was a confirmed half marathon runner who everybody was saying, this guy should be running smashing sub 210, should be running 26, 27, 28, when those times were special. And it took him years and years to get it right. And actually, I think Paul Turgat was not a natural marathon runner. I think Paul Turgat, world record holder at 10,000. I think he held the world record at half. Maybe not. But he, he didn't get his... I think he didn't win a marathon until about his fifth one. It took him a few to get it right. So... I think it probably does help if your first marathon is a is not an absolute bloody disaster. Um, I, it doesn't have to be something where you're pulling up trees or smashing out, out of the park, so long as it's solid and you can build on it. Otherwise, you're going to your second one with a slight mental scarring and hmm. that worry in the back of your mind that you'll, that, that, that thing will get on your back two-thirds of the way through the race again. I think uh, the same can be said for, for Mo. Mo clearly has done very fast marathons, you know, but he's never really taken to it. He's going back to the track, isn't he? So I think, like, it just didn't suit him in some way. I think it's a little, I think it's a little unfair with Mo. I mean, he's, you know, he, he was being compared to some of the greatest of all time um, at the time. But, you know, I mean, it, it's not a shabby. His first race was, what, 206? Yeah. Tim or something like that. I mean, that's not... Well, he holds the British record at 205.11 or something after winning Chicago a couple of years back. You know, yeah, you're right. He's been compared with the greatest marathon runner of all time, Eliud Kipchoge. And then probably half a dozen other um, Kenyans or Ethiopians who can run 203, 204. Uh, I wasn't really criticising him as a marathon runner. I was more making the point that I don't think it suits him. I don't think he's particularly... Um, well, I was going to say, you know, he's run 328 for 1500. You could argue it's, yeah. it, it's, it's a bit too far at the upper end of his range. And, and I also think what's significant is that Mo came to marathon two or three years too late. Um, I think, you know, yeah, he, he had to do get all those gold medals at 10,000, the greedy devil. Um, you know, he, 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 would you swap it for anything? Not really. No, you look at what he's achieved in the track. But I, I, I think you're probably right. There's a little bit of it being right at the upper end of Mo's range. And secondly, maybe he just left it a little too late. And on the women's side, the three fastest qualifiers who actually already have the time, Jess Pizaki, Charlotte Purdue, Steph Twell, none of them are running, unfortunately. I hope none of them have got gout. <laughs> no, the information that I've received, um, there, there's certainly been no um, gout in, um, uh, injuries. Um, and and I've, I've seen a bit on Twitter and, that, and, you know, there's a few negative things about these these ladies missing it or maybe they've had a secret tap on the shoulder. Um, I can assure everyone that um, every single one of them was hoping to to run um, and and just have had niggles either near the end of, of it or actually I know for certain two of them um, Steph um, Steph Twell and um, um, and Charlotte Perdue had some you know bad injuries at the start thankfully they're now back and running um, so they'll be able to get back down to it but they they certainly both of them want to be considered uh, for the marathon and would have would have ran if they could. I think, I mean, it's a little bit risky not running, though, isn't it? Especially on the women's side. Steph Davies has got the qualifying. And that 2.29.30 isn't, um, isn't a really hard um, qualifying time. There's a lot of, lot of ladies, I think, can do it. Tracy Barlow, Natasha Cochran, who won the UK, the UK um, Championships last year at the London Marathon. Um, Sarah Inglis has won 2.29.41, I think, in, just in December. 
um, Lily Partridge, she's run, run it in 2018 as well. So there's a lot of women there who are close to and are in these new, like with your um, your course that is flat and fast and these new shoes, I think a lot of women can run 229, that's easy. Natasha Cochran's run 230.49. You know, mm. she's, she's only a minute or so outside it. Tish Jones, 231. You know, um, there's, there's a whole bunch of, of these ladies who are knocking on the door of sub 230, effectively, therefore, the qualifying standard. And, yes. you know, the adrenaline counts for a lot in, a, in a, an Olympic trial, you know, that they will find that extra couple of percent just because of the, the, the significance of it. Tom, this is maybe a question for Tom. We know there's lots of rules around um, around marathon courses, about loot courses and elevation, etc. Does this course, um, will this course stand for records? Presumably it's fine for um, qualification purposes, but say someone ran super fast, would, would something like this um, qualify yeah, the, the main the main rules, which is a meter per kilometer, um, sort of applies more point um, point to point ones. So, for example, Boston, um, I don't know if you remember quite a few years back, Ryan Hall had a tailwind um, that went behind him the whole way um, to the end. So that was um, not allowed as a world record. I think it was probably 203 from memory or something like that it was just out just a crazy time there. Um, so um, round circuits are absolutely fine because of that. There is an elevation goal, but because you're completing the loop um you know it's it's absolutely fine of course the the trials on friday are not just about the marathon um we've also got the olympic walk trials and if only we knew a walker to talk to about that claire hi i'm Gemma marie and you're listening to the backstreet boys and carol hi tombo a big welcome to the backstreet boys how are you very well thank you thanks for having me on again it's been a little while i think can't remember the last time <laughs> You are like the fourth, the fourth um, host of the Backstroke Boys, so it's always a pleasure to have you on. But we haven't spoken to age for ages because obviously we've been in lockdown for forever, and there's not been a lot of walking going on. So what have you been? What have you been up to in the last year? Well, no, I've not done a lot of walking because COVID decided to attack me. Um, oh, did you? You had it? Yeah. So I had it in March a year ago. Um, okay. And back then it was like, eh, it's just the flu. It's fine. Um, so <laughs> try, uh, was really unwell with it. Um, and it took, it took, took me about a month and then I started training again about late April, realized, oh, this is really taking a hell of a lot out of me. And given I got it like the week after I'd set uh, a world lead and British record for the 5,000 indoors in Glasgow and then 10k on the road, that was a British record. And then, and then this virus hit and I thought, oh, I'll bounce back really quick. And, and yeah, uh, it wrote off the rest of the summer, really. I was just dealing with absolute crap yeah. for, for throughout my body. Uh, different things, just getting angry. And I was just like, wow, this is really taking me down. And I'm not going to lie, I really felt like in the spring, I thought this this is all coming together. This is my year. This is, uh, I'm in the shape of my life. So, yeah, it's been pretty naff. <laughs> and it's been a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a long way back to be honest and so if I ever read anyone has COVID now especially athletes I'm just saying just take take your time the more time you give now the better in the long in the long run so I, th- I think a lot of people we think we, we hear about the COVID deaths and stuff but people aren't don't really realize the long-term implications that it can have and especially for an, for an athlete I guess yeah precisely and and you know we analyze every one percent don't we uh, of kind of our performances mm. and, and and training and how we feel day to day and oh it took me a long long time 
from March through to I started to feel normal again about about October time in terms of able to tra- train okay. really just as if nothing had happened. It was truly October and needed more rest, more recovery, um, and and yeah, it's like it got also getting old as well, older as, <laughs> as athletes go. But it's really upsetting me that you know. There's so many like fast people, and they're like, "Oh, this, this person's nineteen, or this person's 21. I'm like, <laughs> as we spoke before, it's my birthday today, and don't talk to me about old <laughs> because it's a, <laughs> my old is a different different league. Um, so is my lack of athletic ability. <laughs> I mean, just in a normal year, there's not loads of um, walks on anyway. So even in last year, even if um, you'd been well, there wouldn't have been a lot, a lot of walks to do. So since training in October. How are you feeling? Are you back in good shape? And how are you feeling looking forward to this summer? And especially to the Olympic trials, which are on Friday. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I managed to get a race in, in Portugal, 20k. I mean, we'd only do about, as you say, four or five 20ks a year anyway, because you can't just um, do them every, every other week sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I managed to do that. And I got the victory in Portugal. And I felt pretty rubbish because I'd just done several hundred kilometres in the weeks before and was training really well. So that that was good. Um, it was kind of an indicator. OK, I, I, I can still do this. Yay. Um, and then went to Dubai in January, got some training in and panic left the country as quickly as possible. And then... <laughs> Uh, I came back, did some more quality work in February, but unfortunately, then just before it looked like we were going to start racing, I know British Indoors was cancelled, so that went, and I love British Indoors. Like, it, I just love it. it. Because you always set a world record, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, and get a nice check. <laughs> British record, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, occasionally a world record, but it is fun. But you know what? I, I, was kind of, I wasn't even excited about it anyway, because I love, love, love performing at British Champs because of the crowds i just love it and it's a chance mm. to see race walking and people go wow that guy can walk faster than i can run and <laughs> and it, the walks is in such a different place now it's not it's not just about me anymore and that's really lovely and i've always mm. wanted that and i've always said that to my teammates peers rivals whoever they are and and i'm a bit gutted really that again at the start of March, I got injured, oh, which was so unnecessary, not unnecessary, but it was just a result of a lot of hard work. And I think being Olympic year, just I was pushing myself all the time and not giving myself enough mm. recovery. And I tweaked the old SI joint, which was the problem in 2019 before World Champs. And I've barely done any training for the last four weeks. So that's not exactly where we want to be before an Olympic <laughs> trial. Um, <laughs> Agreed, but I, but in your event, I mean, both. I mean, you've qualified because you've got the qualifying yes. time. Callum is just out, just outside the qualifying time. So realistically, it's you two going, going. Hopefully, both of you going to the Olympics. So, so coming into the trials on on Friday, you have to come top two. I think that's going to happen, even if you've got a bit, a bit of an injury. So, what can we expect from you? Like, are you going to go for a time? Are you just going for the win? Uh, Callum's going to be big competition so yeah. is it going to be a race um again that's what's 
I'll be honest, I think you can probably tell by my tone. I, I'm, I'm motivated for it. I love, again, I love competing at home. Again, it's going to be so unique and it's going to be a really cool, cool race. And I, and I hope, obviously, it's going to be streamed. And so both the walks and the marathon is going to, mm. it's so unique in, in Kew Gardens. It, it's really awesome. So well done to Tom Bedford and British Athletics for put, putting this on. Yeah, because it's so exciting. And I, I am really excited for it. I'm going to go and do whatever it takes to finish second. That's, that's it. You know, I, I'm not 100%. I'm probably 50%. And I've just started walking pain-free in the last 48 hours. So getting through 20K, I can't even underestimate. Uh, you know, I can't just think, yeah, it's just, just a 20K. It's really not. I don't know how my body's going to hold up. And what I don't want to do is prolong this any longer. Um, and just to put it into perspective, the realistically because of the way qualifying times have gone 81 minutes is a really hard qualifying time like it, it's really really fast it's normally around in the past 82 to 84 anywhere between mm. that so it's a huge step up um so uh, but that's because the invite thing has come in and so on so you know if you walk yeah. under 84 you're going to get an invitation so it, it makes sense but it is incredibly hard and and I know for a fact that Callum, as you say, is so close to it. He's going to want to go and get that time, and I don't blame him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether. I don't know the course. I don't know the, what the conditions are going to be like. So you can't just say, "Oh, it, that's a oh, he missed the qualifier or whatever," because it is so hard. Um, so as you say, I think hopefully both of us will will go. Fingers crossed if we're fit and healthy, um, regardless of kind of qualifying marks. But he's going to go off for that. I've no doubt about that, and I'm going to leave him to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that's a really smart decision because ultimately the trials are not the important race. Like qualifying is important and there's no point qualifying first if you injure yourself. Yeah. There's no point going out for a win and, and not finishing. Yeah. So it's what happens in July that's important. Yeah. Not, and not, not what happens in March in Kew Gardens. So I think that's a smart decision. But I, 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 I believe you. But I also think you're a competitive person, oh. so <laughs> I'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, oh, uh, it turns my stomach <laughs> to say that, but it, it really has, it, it's just been awful timing. It's just been absolutely rubbish timing and, uh, you know, injuries are part, part of it. And, and I've had a career that has been, I've barely ever been injured. And so uh, I've been very lucky with that. And this is just really, really bad timing. And the medical team have been brilliant in getting me back pain-free as quick as possible it's taken a few weeks so so I, I think I'll get through it I just as I say I don't want to do anything that's gonna prolong and it maybe in the long term it's good timing in the sense that like it July is the time you need yeah. to be in really good shape yeah exactly so so let's look at it let's look at yeah, that nice. coming into the Olympics again mm -hmm. the last Olympics were a big success for you you came sick mm -hmm. which was like phenomenal and that's really where like we 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 knew who you were but that's really where you made a name for yourself you followed it up with we won't talk about london you followed it up with a silver at the commonwealth games seventh at the europeans and then seventh at the world championships again in um doha mm -hmm. in a like ridiculous <laughs> um ridiculous weather for like distance racing of any description um so obviously we we know that you're a championship performer Going into Tokyo, no, you're not going to be in Tokyo, are you? You're going to be in Sapporo. Sapporo? Yeah. Yeah. Going into Sapporo, <laughs> what are your realistic ambitions and who are your biggest competition? Um, I, I mean, I, I want to win a medal. That's, that's mm -hmm. kind of where I feel like my career is at. Uh, I feel like that's where I should be at. And 
going off how I felt last spring physiologically I think that's where I was at and I know how to get back in that shape and so does my team and and we've we're so experienced now as you say it's really really exciting if I finish 12th and walk a great time and and give my all and have the right preparation I can't ask for any more than that you know Mm -hmm. that's my new way of looking at it all I can do is prepare and do everything I can I'm putting absolutely no pressure on me because I, I know how to race uh, and I really enjoy the kind of big occasions. Occasionally it does go wrong and I've learned from that as well. So uh, everybody has a bad championships or a bad race now and then. And as I say, I've been really, really fortunate to kind of ch- churn out the results when it matters. So that's kind of the aim. Yeah. And the thing is, with something like the walk, like you said, you, you can be DQ'd, you can be um, injured, the weather's going to play a part with a distance race. And a, it, there's so many things that can go wrong. So the difference between a medal and 12th is tiny. Yeah. And just hopefully everything goes right on the day. Yeah, yeah, precisely, precisely. I mean, obviously, I, I, want, to, I want to do better than Rio, but it, it is now mm. such a long time ago. It's almost it's not worth comparing. It, do, do you know what I mean? Whereas you can compare from yeah. world champs to world champs because it's every two years, but... Olympics are four years, and then and now we're talking half a decade. Uh, you know, it, it's it's <laughs> it's like oh, he didn't develop on, or or he finished a place behind, or he was only a place ahead of where he was five years ago. It's like I'm just really happy to have stayed at this level for the last five years. So, <laughs> you, what, what's the deal with Russian athletes? Are they all banned now? I'm, I can't keep up. No, I can't. I I know as of <laughs> as of 2019, last time I I looked um, there is one russian male walker and i believe there might be one or two females cleared to compete and there'll be a handful i think in the athletics team or in a russian team mm. um that are allowed to race unfortunately surprise surprise he's really good um <laughs> and has won one silver world champs i think it was silver yeah um so yeah it's really annoying but it's only one i've beaten him before and i'll try my best to beat him again yeah so just something else I wanted to, you just touched on something about the quality of race walking in Britain mm. at the moment. Now, this morning, um, we had a new British record in the 50k walk, which Cam, uh, no, so it was Dom King, wasn't yep. it, to a new British record. Cam Corbishley did his second fast time, which establishes him as second best of all time. So we've got the best two Britain's 50k walkers of all time competing right now. But what's going on with the 50k walk? Is that... It's gone. I thought that it, it's gone. It's not, it's, it's not going to be in the league. Yeah, yeah, it will be. After 2021, it's gone. Unfortunately, it will become 20k and 35k. There's going to be a 35k walk. This is, this is, what? Uh, this is IOC going, uh, we need uh, equality across the fence. Fine. This is World Athletics yeah. just about going, okay, we'll do a women's 50k and going yeah. very half heartedly. And so it's, it's, you know, you've got a handful of very good women and no depth. Yeah. That's it. But that was the start. Any any new event that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean if unless you put an event in the Olympic, encourage people to do it? Why would there be depth? Uh, exactly, so. exactly. So and and to be honest, like fifty k has absolutely drained away in depth and races, and because you know it's just people are people say that they're, they're not interested in endurance and so on and so on, but which is actually not the case at all, at all. That Doha um, 
both walks in Doha were phenomenal. Like we yeah. were up till three in the morning watching 50k walks, which it was like anything's exciting if you if you present it in in the right in way. In the right people way, people and... marathons and people are doing triathlons. So don't tell me people aren't interested in watching long races. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, so it's become a 35k, which is meaningless. You know, it's so we're having, gonna... sorry, we're having a 20k and a 35k. So at every Europe, I believe, or World Athletics <laughs> is going to do that. It's not confirmed for the Olympics. So they haven't gone, okay, you're going to take the 50 away, but we want 35. So you've got 20K and a mixed relay event. Whether that's in the race walk or not, I don't I know. I think, it, oh, okay. Listen, this is all news to me. I can't keep up with the constant changing. I wish no. they'd just leave things alone, but... That's interesting to know. I, I thought the 50k, I thought the 20k was going to be the only walk from now on. So it's interesting to see there, at least there will be another distance race. But 35 is a very random distance. The Commonwealth Games used to have a 30k one, yeah. just one 30k one, yeah. so, which makes some kind of sense because it's yeah. in the middle of the two. But just to have a 20 and a 35? Yeah. Okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. And, and I feel, and you know, Dominic, as you mentioned there, Dominic's done... Um, you know, loads of 50s. And, and I feel like for him, at his point in his career, nailing that 50k, a record that stood for 31 years, today is just, it's just brilliant for him. I know Cam uh, has come, come out of the blue with 50k, turned to it two years ago and has, has, has nailed it as, as a, he's 24 now, I think. And he's absolutely... And was leading for much of the race today. Um, I know. Maybe went out a little bit too hard, but like, <laughs> because, I know, but like I know. that ambition is great. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I texted him because I said, you clearly spent far too much time with me because that, I, you know, I just, I love leading <laughs> and who doesn't? But um, uh, yeah, and, and he just, I said, total respect, mate, for that. Like, I can't even talk to you about 50k. I don't even want to go anywhere near it. It's disgusting. Well, that was, and... that was my next question. You, you won't be able to do a 50k now, but would, might we see you at a 35k in the future? Well, this is where I get the thinking that you might encourage athletes to step up to do both and this sort of thing. And, and I can see myself, there's more chance of me doing a 35 yeah. than there ever was of me doing a 50. But there is more chance of me retiring than me doing a 35. <laughs> Uh, one last question and something else that everyone in athletics is talking about at the moment. And I'm just wondering if it has any uh, relevance to the walk at all. These new shoes that everyone's wearing and running, running ridiculous times. Is, it, is there an equivalent for walking? Could there be an equivalent for walking? Would you like there to be an equivalent for walking? Oh, I'd love there be, to be an equivalent <laughs> for walking. Um, there isn't. And well, I've had some amazing conversations over the last few months with runners about it, and they're all adamant they can they can make it work for a race walker, and they're like, surely it works like this and like this, and and I'm just like, I don't, I just don't think it is. You're just going to have us d- disqualified every every step. Yeah, that's I think. So true. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just the next step in 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 technology, and I know it's it's making the biggest difference it's uh, anything like this ever has. But, mm. you know, I, I think we don't... The same thing isn't talked about in terms of the change of uh, what tracks are made of and that sort of thing, because everybody's running on the same track, I guess. But it's, yeah. at the end of the day, the majority of people who it's going to be making a difference for are going to be in one type of shoe or another and going to be... And I, I know it as, means pastimes are, don't mean the same, but 
people in this world understand that as well. So it, it, it doesn't mean any less. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I have know. no issue with the shoes. It, like you said, it is technology as long as everyone has access to the same ones. Yeah. Um, but what is does wind me up a bit is a lack of acknowledgement that it's the shoes that are doing this because it's it's just quite disrespectful to previous greats where like people are running times and we're like mm. so it's I think it's us as fans need to recalibrate what a good time is when people are coming out and running these really fast times we're like great but it's really worth this that's, yeah that's yeah, well, how I'm doing it in my head it's also that but it's also like. Uh, well, we'll never have another great runner again because every time somebody runs a great time, oh, it's the shoes. What, what you know, mm, why, true. why could nobody run faster than times that have been run twenty years ago? You know, when or, or, or longer, when when anti doping wasn't anywhere near what it is today, where athletes, you know, you know, were taking blood out of their system at altitude and putting it back in. You know, the, the the greats may well have not been as great as we know, but we just don't know that. Yeah, I think- we can acknowledge that as well. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a time like the last few years, it's like a crossover. We need to just get used to it and it's here to stay. And like, we just need to celebrate yeah. that. Um, Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Good luck on Friday. I really <laughs> thank hope you're you. second. <laughs> Me too. Um, Me and... too. <laughs> <laughs> and let's hope the same for the Olympics um, or even one better. So good luck. Thank you for your time. And we'll be cheering on you on, on, the, on the British Athletics website where everyone can be watching all of the races on Friday. Yay. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Carson Worrell, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys and Girl. We're interrupting our own podcast this week to bring you an update from our sponsors, Runners Need. And actually, this could not be a more appropriate podcast for it, mm-hmm. thinking that we're talking about all things endurance. And I dare say that over the years, the athletes competing at Kew Gardens on Friday will have dabbled in uh, orthopedics, in gait analysis, in technical gear. We've already heard Tim's thoughts on shoes. How is your running going, both of you? <laughs> I think that's it all, didn't it? Um, <laughs> I, my, running isn't, my running isn't going great, but we have news. I have a half marathon booked for the autumn. <gasps> great work. I know. So I have no excuses whatsoever. I'm going to be going out today. Actually, I've got my running kit here, actually. I actually um, pulled it out of the washing um, five minutes before we came on. So I've got no excuse this evening. I'll be going running because I've got to... At the moment, I'm in no fit shape to do a half marathon. By the um, autumn, I'll be running a PB. Well, if you've got your running kit, then at least it means that at some point today, you will have trousers on. So that is great news. <laughs> Claire, what's your, P- what's your half marathon PB? So I've only ever done three... I did one a couple of weeks ago, actually. Oh, yeah, I did. I rested up, felt really fresh, felt good, thought today's the day I'm going to go out and I'm going to do a half today. So I ran Hyde Park, ran by Tower Bridge. It was so beautiful. Dropped a PB without realising, which was great. So I'm a, I'm a 137 half marathoner these days. What? It's not. I did 144. I did 144 back in the day. For me, I thought it was amazing because um, that's just me plodding around. So I'd love to get back into that kind of shape again. You've got to train for it. Though. No, actually, you don't have to train for it. Have I told you about my sister? No. <laughs> I live with my sister. We are thick as thieves and we get on super, super well. But we probably had the biggest argument of our entire lives back in January when I got back from a long run and my sister, who does not exercise and does not run, said 
oh, how, how fast do you think I could do a half marathon? And if I just like put trainers on now and went out the front door and I said, Catherine, you probably couldn't do a half marathon. You don't run. She said, yes, I could. I could go and do one now if I wanted to. Cue blazing row. And this, you two can empathize the way that siblings do naught to 60 in no time whatsoever. She storms out of the room. She comes back in five minutes later with her laptop and shoves it in my face. And she signed up for a half marathon in April. Catherine has complete credit to her in two months. She's really got into running. And a fortnight ago, she ran a half marathon. Oh, it's my favourite distance because it's really? long enough that you've got to do a bit of it. It is an effort, but it's short enough that it's actually achievable, which the marathon is my one and only marathon attempt. would told me never again. But yeah, I love a half marathon and I would love to get back into shape. So maybe I'll join the same one you're going to do in the winter, in the summer, in the autumn. Well, that's true. It's true because a 10K, I know I can always run a 10K. It may be bad, it may be awful, but I can, I can run 10K without stopping, you know, even if it's incredibly slow. A half marathon, you're right, you need to get... You need to do some training because you'll 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 come a cropper otherwise, won't you? Which is why mm. I've got sort of six months now and it'll be fine. Um, especially if I stop very, very slow with maybe a 3k this, this evening. What would probably help would be having the right sort of kit for it. So I don't know about you two, but when shops are open again, it's been a while since I got my gate checked out. So I actually do think, especially now they're friends of the pod, I'm gonna pop down to a runner's need store and get my gate analyzed. I actually tweaked like an, an old injury like my Achilles so I didn't really do much exercise last week at all because um it's feeling much better now which is why I'm going to go out this evening but you're right and it's really super helpful to make sure you've got the right shoes because that kind of thing can happen so easily if you're running in improper gear if only we had a code where people could get a discount hang hang on let me just <laughs> there's paperwork here somewhere Aha! It says here that if you go to Runner's Need and you find a full-priced item, so long as it's not an electronical, if you go to the checkout and pop in the word back straight, all one word, you can get back straight. Yes, you heard that right. You can get 15%, one five, off the contents of your baskets. Woohoo! We hope all of our listeners are going to do that, get some new gear and sign up for a half marathon in, 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 in the autumn. We can all run together. And what better way to whet your appetite than watching the marathon and the race walk trials this Friday at Kew Gardens. Should we get back to Tom and Tim now? Hi, I'm Holly Bradshaw and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. So we'll have races, we'll have marathons, all of which will be gloriously available on BBC, on the iPlayer, on the Red Button, on the British Athletics website. So I dare say there'll be live updates as well on all sorts of social media platforms. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, we've got we've got our Ross Murray Olympian. Ross Murray um, is going to be out on the on the course, trialing some new live Twitter feeds. So um, when I like to watch marathons, it, I like to watch them on TV in a pub with a beer, um, but also with on Twitter, so I can keep up to date with the splits oh, and everything else. Um, <laughs> Ross Murray and um, Lloyd Kempson is going to be out on the course um, doing some. Uh, live footage and updates there and that might actually help for people going for commonwealth games um times as well who um you know with our um sadly we've we've only got a certain amount of cameras but they can uh, please check out our at richmond run fest and uh, get live updates throughout the event can i just ask one very quick question before we go it's just important we ask everybody who comes on the podcast this um pacing lights for world records yes or no? <laughs> um no no I'm going to say yes. I thought you would. Now, 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 this might be different, but for when I, when I'm at Ben Pochi's night of ten thousand meters thingy, I can have a beer, I can talk away whilst whilst some of these guys will do a lap, and I can come back to it, and I'm I'm back 
into the event and where they are and everything else. So I do, maybe world records could be a no, you know, if we're officially going to go for it, but I do see, I do see it as a quite an interesting addition to uh, track and field. I just say, I don't think the sport should be shaped around your drinking habits. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else in my life is. Well, innovations are often a good thing, even if they raise eyebrows amongst the majority of this trouserless panel that we have assembled today. And perhaps a marathon trials like this, a race walking trials like this might be an innovation that we see again in the future. It's certainly really exciting to have it all in one place. Such fantastic fields, despite the niggles, despite the gout. And I know for a fact that I will be tuning in. Boys, you'll be glued to your multiple screens, won't you? I'll have five beers. Thank you very much, Tim and Tom and Tom, for your company today. You've been listening to the Backstraight Boys and Girl. And as per, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, you can do so in all the usual places. I'm on Twitter at Claire underscore G Thomas. You can find us on Twitter at, at Backstraight B. And Instagram is Backstraight Boys Podcast. Tim, do you fancy giving yourself a plug? Now could be a chance to snag a few uh, My others. Twitter handle, I think, is um, at Tim Hutchings one just the uh, number one. Very nice. Tom, what about yourself? Um, I'm just quickly looking it up. Um, <gasps> I'm, I, I am. I'm not in your game. I, I just want to put on the event. Don't you worry, um, Bear and Jody barely know. Tom Bedford something. <laughs> Tom Bedford. I'm the there guy, with the, big, I'm the, guy good, with the big. That's nose. a good name. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just as Jody and Bear get the hang of it, we get our first guest on who doesn't have a clue which wears up when it comes to his own social media platform. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>